Good evening, my little darklings. This is the Paranormal 60 News, News Radio Edition. Our special guest joining us tonight, Dave Foley. That takes place right here on the very best in Paranormal Talk Radio. I'm your host, Dave Schrader, and this is my Paranormal 60. Darklings, thank you so much for joining me tonight live. It is a Wednesday night. It is an amazing night to be alive. And I'm a little, I'm a little amped. I'm not going to lie. I've got some uh, great guys joining me and Dave Foley, one of my favorite comedians from the kids in the hall and uh, news radio, which I was addicted to that television show. My grandson is crazy about Flick from Bugs Life. He's he's all of the above, and he's going to be with us a little bit later on. Believe it or not, he has a UFO story to share, so we're going to talk with him in a bit. But ladies and gentlemen, my right-hand man is sitting in the wings waiting right now. The one, the only, Cha-Ching. Is that what it is? Cha-Ching. I know. I just was hitting it before the colonel gets on here and drops his. <laughs> Screws it up. We should have we should have just let him go out because you and I were laughing backstage as he's like ah cha ching I like that shirt we're like that's that's cha ching yeah I put, I put the dash in there for him yeah he doesn't he doesn't uh, get he, it. he's Hispanic he doesn't read dashes oh my. upside down upside down uh, exclamation days. points he's all over it he oh, knows those okay. yeah ladies and gentlemen the multilingual. <laughs> The multilingual, and I know I know that's hard to believe. The Colonel is here with us. Multilingual, thank you very much. Multilingual. <laughs> I stand corrected, good sir. That's right. That's uh, right, sir. You know what? We we are one man down tonight, and uh, which one? Well, sounds like a band. Sounds like a nineties band. <laughs> one man down. Hold on. Uh, this is what Greg had to say. And go. Trader, what's going on? Uh, it's Josh. I'm here with Greg. I know he was supposed to be on uh, Paranormal 60 tonight, and um, that probably blew you off for this. So that's that's a shame, and I can only say that I'm sorry. We had stuff to do. Yeah. Hope you're well. That's why Greg's not here? Yeah, so Greg uh, couldn't be here. Because he's hanging out with Josh Gates. Now, Josh, I know you're watching because your show is wrapped up, and I know that you never miss an episode. And my question to you is, is it really is it really a good idea to have Greg blow off his job, mm -hmm. his one one hour a week commitment just to see you? I mean, don't you think don't you think if he was truly a professional Josh Gates like you? You showed up for your job. Shouldn't he have shown up for his? Yes, Dave, you are absolutely correct. Yeah. That's more like it. Yeah, yeah yep. exactly. Josh came Gates around. knows. Finally came he around. He knows things. He's uh, like the Oracle. Let's... <laughs> All right. The Oracle of Delphi. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get going because I've right. seen some of these stories. We've got a lot of furrin stories. Mm -hmm. Are you drinking and, straight uh, fireball this evening? 
No, it's Fireball and root beer. I drink like a man. All right. Fair enough. Well, he's wearing a Jameson shirt, no less, I see. That's, That's right. right. Well, I don't have any Jameson, believe it or not. I don't have any of the stuff I like. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm sneaking into mom's liquor cabinet and drinking when, when he's like back in teenage years. Yes, yes. Look at back her. when you were 12, I'm sneaking in mom's cabinet. But don't forget, you're getting some guests in a couple of weeks who are going to replenish the supply. That's right, Excellent. baby. Most mm-hmm. excellent. We've we got carry- a lot to discuss tonight, guys. Um, and I'll let you chat again in a minute, Marty. But this is my time to shine. <laughs> this is uh, I don't know if you if you look up. Right, right, show right, Dave, I guess yeah, apparently I'm sticking with Dave Schrader. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, um, yeah no just whatever. Okay. Uh, we've got some interesting stories that I actually want to open up a dialogue on a few of these because some of them are really really out there very weird uh one i was going to bring on the show i didn't end up doing that was in missouri they dug up a nun who died four years ago only to find that her body is uncorrupted so that means that now she's up for like uh sainthood right they're they're going to take a look and do the first of all I got to be honest with you. I glanced at the article but i followed it up with the follow-up article which is from an anthropologist explaining how this happens and they said you know it's really not that rare <laughs> so kind of pulling uh, catholic churches around the world are switching us off right now guys and i'm sorry for that so but, why did um, they unbury her by the way well that's the whole thing i never got to that part marty oh. i'm i'm a paranormal 60 news guy i don't read the whole story yeah. <laughs> and if we I do we it. don't read it well so that's right yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So, but I read the the follow up article, and they're like, "Listen, a lot of things can contribute. First of all, of course, if the body is um, embalmed, which I guess she was not embalmed, but if the weather conditions are right and you have a, a, a well sealed coffin, you go through different decomposition states, and mummification is one of them. And if it's sealed and there's no moisture or condensation or things getting in there." you can stay in that uncorrupted state for quite a while. So they said it's really not that surprising. So I read the poo-poo article about it from top to to bottom because I was interested to find out what exactly was going on. But one of the weirder pictures was at her gravesite, there is a sign that says, please only take one small cup of dirt. So I guess they're having a lot of uh, parishioners and followers showing up and scooping up dirt to take home with them. Mm. Is that on eBay yet? Yeah, you should have checked. Not yet. I was going to put them on right after the show. <laughs> I'm the reason why I went in there with a couple of buckets and <laughs> and uh, walked away with a whole bunch of it. But uh, interesting stuff. So I didn't cover that one because again, it didn't. You know, it's interesting that she's up for sainthood. I'd, I'd need to know deeper stories on her. And really, it was kind of a. All the articles I saw were just kind of glossary. She was hmm. a very good nun. She was a very sweet nun. Blah, 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 blah. I just, there was not but enough in there for me. stuff that they kind yeah, of with Yeah, but I never, I never really kind of got to the why they dug her up. That is weird. I don't know if they, if they're like, you know what? Chachi's been dead four years. Let's go dig him up. Yeah. Let's check what him out. Hell? Maybe he's, maybe he's uncorruptible. Bottles of Jameson, go out to the grave site and dig him up. I don't like this line of thoughts here. <laughs> but wait a minute. We could maybe put you into sainthood, Saint Chachi. Exactly. And we could be That's selling, we could. We could be selling t-shirts, t-shirts medallions with you on it. There, baby. There's some t-shirts. Now we're talking my language, okay? That's right. Yeah. So, hey, Kayla, thanks for the love and support. Yay, Kayla. Donating 10 bucks to Winnie's Fireball Fund. <laughs> oh, yeah. We yes. appreciate that. So, um, 
Yeah, I, so uh, to me, it's just crazy why we're going to dig up a body. I wonder if there are certain people that they're like, you know, that Anon, she was a pretty good Anon. We should have checked on her in about a four years. That's my mm -hmm. Vatican mm -hmm. Irish that I'm speaking. And uh, just dig her up for the, for the hell of it. So I don't know. Very interesting. Interesting. That sounds oh, like something. I'm sorry. Wow. Nancy Hayes says, I'll venue, Venmo more if you need more. Wow, we do. Nancy. <laughs> Good. Normal 60. Just pour the, the fireball fund. Let's just keep building it up in there. Thank you, Nancy. We appreciate that. For those of you just listening to the audio, if you watch the live video, uh, and even if you don't, if you go over and watch the YouTube, there is always a super chat, super sticker, super likes, super thanks. You can always make a donation to the show, which does go to helping Chachi's wife afford to con con continue to make it for him. <laughs> he has a closet full of shirts now. I think I already found next week's uh, hashtag. Mark St. Chachi. I love Mark it. Mark. I don't care I like what it. happens. I like it. I and he like wrote it. out yeah. Saint, the full word. I like that. I, Mark wow. Apart. Now right we're even time. getting donations from the other side of the planet. Raymond Lancashire, 10 pounds. That's oh, like that American oh, money. You're like a millionaire, aren't you? Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. So why is it for, so do, do people, are people donating money for her liquor fund thinking this woman needs all the liquor she can get yeah. to put up with Dave? Do you think I'm that's what it so. really comes down I'm to? I'm thinking so, yeah. <laughs> lot of part? liquor. You see this part right here? My heart, it's hurting right now. It's a little How black. People assume that. Actually, yeah. your heart's a little bit more in the center there, Dave, just, just for information, but. Yeah, when did that happen? I was remember the heart always used to be over here. That's why we put our hand over here, Marty. Mm -hmm. You're a military mm -hmm. fella. We never once said put your hand here. Your hand was always to go to this side. And we have slipped into uh another universe, a pocket universe, because we have. this is definitely yeah. one of those. Because the weird... heart as as long as I can remember, the heart has always been in the center. So I don't know how the right side thing came about, but that may be a good uh story Chachi, sometime. Chachi. Chachi, where's the heart? Tell me. Right here, sir. Right. Wow. So right you and day. I. That's why I know. Oh, that's where I yeah, keep it. Yeah. See, it's uh, so that's weird to me. There are things, little things like that, that have changed. Yeah. Yeah. And so Marty's from this universe, and it makes a lot more sense now if you think about it, Chachi. Yeah. It's last I checked. Sense. Yeah. So when did this whole middle of the chest thing come about? It's the first I'm hearing. Uh, I think since that first kinesiology class that you know we have to take in college. At Did you guys wait, he can that? say he can say kin I can't say that word. Right? That, what'd you call it? Kinesiology? Is that kinesiology. even a word, Marty? It is. It's the study of the human body. All of a sudden, Greg's off the show, and Marty just takes up thirty-two notches. I know. Wow. Well, it's just I get nervous when Greg's around because I, I always feel pressure. <laughs> you know, like I need to do better. And like, really, when he's guy that doesn't I read his stories, <laughs> feel no so pressure, Marty. Yeah, thank no you. No pressure. I don't oh feel bad messing up in front of you two. It's Greg. That yeah, it's obvious. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get to it. This first story wow. is bonkers, right? And I don't know if you guys have heard of this. A man out of time, the Ukrainian time traveler. Now, throughout the last two decades, there have been a, a lot of strange claims of people stating that they were time travelers, but nothing I've heard even comes close to this story of Sergei Ponomarenko for just the sheer weirdness. Now, I want to I stop here and say there are a lot of people that listen to these shows that might be familiar with John Teeter. John Teeter, the time traveler who would call into Coast to Coast AM and talk to Art Bell, and 
he was supposedly from our future and was talking about how there was kind of a collapse of structure and he had come back to our time frame to get old computer parts because that's what they were using now. It was a weird, crazy, amazing story that captured the attention of the world. And just as he appeared, so he vanished. Now, there's a lot of people that believe that this was one of Art's ham radio buddies just doing radio theater, if you will, mm. and creating this story. But for a, a long time, John Teeter captured the attention of the world. Uh, this time traveler zero, this guy seemed to have all the information. He even posted information on his time machine, gave specifics of years and dates. He gave a fake name being John, John Teeter um, to protect his, his traveling. But interesting, this one to me, this goes above and beyond the call. Check this out. So in one of the most infamous cases of its kind, the story centers around a man who turned up in Kiev, Ukraine back in 2006. Also good to note, that's the same year I began doing paranormal radio. Wow. Do you think that he heard my signals and that that's what drew him back in time? Could be. You never know. Yeah. Well, he told the authorities, right? Uh, well, let me go, go back a little bit first, cause I'm jumping ahead here in the story. So that happened back in 2006, he was lost and wandering the streets. He ends up bumping into a couple of cops and starts telling them he's looking for this specific street address, but the street has not existed in decades. So when the police questioned him, things went full on told just twilight zone, right? Sergey believed he was slipping through time and claimed to be from years ago in our past. He told the authorities that he was born in 1932, okay? And he looked apart. He was carrying an old-fashioned camera. He was wearing an old, outdated outfit. Now, the most compelling thing was that he had a Soviet document from the 1950s with him which he claimed showed he was the age of 25. The kicker is the identity card that identified him as a Soviet citizen, even though the communist bloc had dissolved a decade earlier. So everything about this ID pointed to it being legitimate, very real, and from an era that no longer existed here, right? Mm. So... Sergey then talked about uh, the people and the pictures that he claimed were taken on his camera when he was in Kiev. Curious, they had the film developed, and that's when things got even weirder. After they'd been developed, authorities found the images did indeed show Kiev in the 1950s. They also showed him with an unnamed woman, as well as an image that he claimed showed a UFO. Let me see if I can get that on here. All right. Hmm. Yeah. And one of the images on this roll was apparently uh, this blurry photo of a bell-shaped object hovering in the skies over 1950s Kiev. Photographic expert Vadim Pasher couldn't find any irregularities with either of the images or with the camera itself. Naturally enough, a psychologist by the name of Parlo Kutrikov was called to investigate Sergei's story, and he couldn't find any holes in the story. The bizarre story took an even weirder turn when authorities looked back into the records and found a man by the same name who happened to go missing in 1958. Strangely, they then tracked down the man's girlfriend 
who by that time was in her late seventies. And it turns out that the girlfriend was the woman in those photographs guys. Uh Oh yeah. Oh. She then told, yeah, she then told the authorities that Sergey had disappeared for two years and then reappeared in the fifties. Not only that, but she then received a photograph showing him as a much older man with the picture purported to have been taken in Kiev in the year 2050. Now, Ponomarenko himself disappeared a few days after this bizarre incident. And while there are dozens of photos of the so-called time traveler, and there are copies of the images police found on his camera roll, the man himself, his camera, and the photos have never been seen again. So guys, thoughts, time slip, UFO interference, or is this just one of the most clever hoaxes of its time? Mm. How it's... would he have done that? Right. It's not like now where there's going to be people out there doing right. things for viral video posts, right? Right. This guy has photographs looking like he is in the camera. So he hasn't aged showing him in Kiev of the 1950s and it's 2006 they show the woman in the photograph. They're able to identify, find her in her 70s. She can corroborate the story, how this guy went missing. Now, let me give you guys a real mind bomb, right? I've been talking about this for years, like Politi's uh, books, The Missing 911s, right? I, I've often wondered, are we slipping through the cracks in time? There are people that have been cited that have shown up out of nowhere claiming to be a from the future or from the past, right? And then they vanish as quickly as they appear without a trace. Nobody can identify who the person is in the photographs, video, etc. So these moments when people slip through, we started off the show talking tonight about, well, where is the heart? We were all brought up believing the hearts over here. That's why whenever somebody gets shot and watch TV and movies, they get shot here. They're cooked. They get shot here. Don't worry. It missed the heart. Well, think At about when they have I'm, a heart attack in a movie, right? Where right. do they grab? Not the center. Oh, they grab over here. Right. Yeah. Loki needs another gummy after this Good conversation. Good point. Yeah. Eat up. Eat yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Chig <laughs> says blue? I picked the wrong day to old stop. School. <laughs> that's, that's, old school. that's an airplane remark, if I remember. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Lloyd Bridges. But to me, they're, everything about this and the fact that, look, he talks about the UFO. Now, the UFO you see in this photograph also matches the UFO design that Hitler and his cronies were building. Mm. So time travel may legitimately be involved in one way, shape, or another. So I don't know if we're capable of jumping in our own timelines or if we will end up in alternate places like so, this universe. So, Dave, do me a favor. Go back to the, the picture of his ID, the, the, the card. Look at the haircut on that card. That the, the sideburns and the haircut looks almost like a more modern cut of of haircut. But right? you can see the date right there. Yeah. It was uh 1956. Now, hairstyles though, Marty have cycled through. Mhm. Mm right? And in Dave's, the 50s, I think yeah, mine is a classic. Good point. Good point. Um even in Star Trek the motion picture, Viger, mm -hmm. bald character, boom. Right, future, past, it's all the same. Um, Yule Brenner in uh, Ten Commandments, right? That was Messiah now. Yeah. Right. It's right. a very good look. Anyway, <laughs> right. That hairstyle. And didn't Elvis wasn't Elvis kind of riding the, the chops in the 50s as yeah, well? He wasn't was. kind of digging yeah. the, the oh, good point. Burns? Good point. 
yeah. it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Look, so, yummies are talking to her. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> so what do you what do you guys honestly, if you weighed in on this, hearing the story, and we, we have a one sheet story. Obviously, it's not that in depth, it's not that detailed, but they gave us the highlights of this. There are more questions than there are answers for a story like this, but what the hell? What do you make of it? It's you know, it's one of those things where it's just so much uh information that is pointing to <laughs> that being the case it's hard but you know it's like i don't know man it's like we'll probably never know that until we're dead yeah and then it's too late and then it's too late to come back on the on the show and tell us what it is you know well it is with that attitude i know this is a good example of why our pal and friend what's his name uh greg paranormal yeah yeah yeah, greg this is where his background and knowledge would have been really helpful tonight he would, would have had done? a lot to say about this. It would have meant nothing. Right. It, it would have had no lot. But he would have said so much, Dave. Exactly. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this story back up real quickly because our guest has popped into the green room. I'm going to bring him up. I want, I want some insight on this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to bring on a guest tonight, uh, one of our favorites from TV, uh, movies, and more. And you can see him at GalaxyCon this year. I'll be there at GalaxyCon coming up in Raleigh, North Carolina, as will our guest, Dave Foley. Hello, ah. Mr. Foley. Hello. Now, you you and I had a chance to meet at GalaxyCon in Richmond, Virginia. We're sitting at the in the green room just kind of enjoying watching everybody come and go, and we started talking about the high strangeness, mm-hmm. and you revealed to me your interest in UFOs. And you're friends with Jeremy Corbell, who has been a guest on my past programs, and uh, George Knapp, of course, uh, mm-hmm. who I'm going to be working with later on this year at uh, the Utah Paranormal Conference. And you were out with Jeremy, and you actually had an encounter uh we we did which is very strange it was like because um, i i mean i was interested in ufos and fairly taking it pretty seriously but i've never seen anything and jeremy as you know has, has spent his adult life uh researching uh the ufo phenomena and uh, making documentaries about it and but he has also had also never seen anything but then uh, i guess it was about a year ago january i was hanging out with jeremy and uh it was late at night. And we were just, not late at night, but it was nighttime, and we we were taking his dog for a walk, and we we're sort of walking out amongst these orange groves, and I sort of and I just said, uh, you know, Jerry, it was looking. It was a beautiful night, and I was looking at all the uh, commercial air traffic off in the the distance on the horizon, and how clear everything was. And I thought, well, you know, and I said, Jeremy, this would be a good night to see something, and uh, and and just a few minutes later, uh, Jeremy goes, Dave, turn around. And I turned around, and there was this orangey gold uh, glowing object in the distance with, with, the, with this orange sort of light pulsing. And on the front of it were uh, three other lights, three white lights, a, a larger one in the middle and two smaller ones to the sides. And, uh, and we watched this thing, and this thing just traveled very silently. And I kept thinking, oh, it's, it's, when it gets closer, it'll be something boring. It's going to turn boring any time now. <laughs> but then we watched it as it did this sort of arc along the horizon in this valley. And it kept getting closer and closer and not getting boring. And, uh, and, it, was, and it came very, very close. It was just a few miles sort of in front of us, it looked like. And, uh, and the weird thing was that neither of us said anything through all this time and this is this is several minutes that this is going on where it's traveling towards us 
and neither of us said anything uh except at one point jeremy actually said uh unprompted he went i'm not even going to take a picture <laughs> which was a weird thing to say and a weird right. th- and also a weird thing because this is a guy who was, he said he used to you know he talks about how he practices his quick draw on his phone all the time right so that he's prepared if he ever saw anything and i didn't and the weird thing is i also didn't respond to that i didn't say anything to him when he said that but we, have, we both just were very very calm and quiet and uh this thing came from like i said it came from about it was like about two o'clock in the sky and it kind of did an, an arc along the horizon to about like a seven o'clock position in the sky, I'd guess. And then it just hung there in front of us for uh, at least a minute. And then it went down behind the mountains, past a little, little ways off from us, just a few miles away. Hmm. And uh, and then it was only after it had disappeared that then Jeremy went, dude, that was a UFO. And that was, you know, that was kind of the whole sighting. We just, we, but the weird, the weirdest part of it was that we stayed that, I felt like all of our emotions were being tamped down. Like we, neither one of us had any emotional response to it. No excitement, not even awe. It was just watching it quietly and kind of just observing the details. Hmm. And there's something about being in that moment right now. I I had a slightly different uh, response when I saw the flying craft in the sky over Trout Lake, Washington. I ran towards it, but I never thought to break out my phone to take a photograph of it. And I, it was because I wouldn't allow my eyes to stop looking at it. Mm-hmm. So even as I'm reaching down to the ground to grab up some rocks, because something in my brain is telling me this, this looks like a bad 1980s music video effect. Mm-hmm. This guy's got a screen between those trees and he's projecting something. Yeah. And I go hauling ass up to it and I'm whipping rocks, listening to hear the, or, and there's nothing. Hmm. Yeah. And when I came back and, and told James Gilliland from the Assetti Ranch what I saw, he just he was very calm and very collected about it and explained to me exactly what I saw. But I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. Even for a second, you're afraid if I look down for a second, it's gone, right? So I just I wasn't gonna I just wanted to be in that moment. Did you notice was there any strange missing time, any noise that went along with it, any we, other a- affect? We had no we didn't I don't think we had any missing time. Uh, we had, uh, it was absolutely silent. There was no sound from it at all. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> but it, yeah, as I said, it was just this, as I said, just this unnatural calm. I mean, I'm, you know, that, that we both were like in this state of, you know, uh, of just abs- absolute non-reactive. Do you so, know, oh. oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, do you think that might be because you're, brain is just trying to decipher what the hell you're seeing it's like well you know maybe it's a helicopter that has no engine or maybe it's a you know you're just trying to figure out any possible well at, at the beginning I, I think that's the case at the beginning mm-hmm. but i just kept waiting for it to get close enough to figure out what it was yeah uh yeah. but then as it got closer it was just i wasn't thinking anything except just watching it i wasn't yeah. there was literally nothing going on in my head except observing everything every detail of it mm-hmm. and, any idea and, how far you thought it was away from you? If you think I, about like an airplane, uh, hundreds of thousands of feet. Uh, I think it was probably about a, a probably just a few, a few miles away from us, and probably about I'm, I would guess maybe like five hundred feet up in the air. Wow! Have you uh, done any research to see if anybody else witnessed it that night? Was there any I reports? I haven't. All I've done is I've I've talked about it on. Uh, Twitter. I think Jeremy checked to see if there were other reports. I don't think he ever heard of any. He also was checking like satellite schedules and uh, any mm-hmm. kind of launches that were scheduled. So he's kind of got all that at, at the ready. 
at his place. Uh, so he was he checked all of that and there was nothing. Um, but how I does think, it impact you now? You 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 start off saying this would be a great night and then well that happens. Well, here's the weird thing: is it's still even now when I think about it, and I've heard and I've heard some other people say similar thing about having a sighting. That even now when I think about it, I'm still completely emotionally detached from it, which I think is to me is kind of the weirdest part of the whole experience is that it it felt very much like the thing we were looking at was entirely in control of how we reacted to it. Like neither one of us had our normal, you know, like, I, I, well, you know, Jeremy, what mm -hmm. are the odds that he's going to be quiet at, for any length of time? <laughs> right. You know, uh, and, but Jerry, yeah, we were both just si dead silent, not talking to each other, not looking at each other, just watching this thing. And, and as this, and you know, Jeremy hates, uh, you, you know, he really hates the whole woo aspect of UFOs. It really right. puts him off. And so he didn't like the idea that maybe our, our actual, that this thing was actually deal, messing with our consciousness as we were watching it. But that, that's pretty much how I feel about it, that it was, it was in control of our responses. You know, it's interesting. I'm going to dive to a bonus story I had. I, I didn't even know if we were going to get to tonight real quickly because you bring Do up I have to pay extra that, for this? No. This, All right. We're letting you stay in for free ahead. on this one. All wow. Right. Uh, this is weird, right? Because you're talking about feeling like this thing might have control over you. Again, mm -hmm. which sounds like it's way out in the woo factor. But yeah. when you do look at people that have encountered Bigfoot, UFOs, things like that, they have this almost numbness to them during and after. And sometimes don't even talk about it with, with the person they were with for years. And then it just comes up in conversation. And as strange as it may seem that maybe there is technology that could do that, Headlines came out earlier this week. Scientists have developed powerful pulses that can induce immediate hibernation in in mammals. So, wow. right. Well, first of all, science, you don't have to spend that much money. It's called a stack of pancakes. Uh, that does it to me every time. But scientists have developed new ultrasound technology that can induce immediate hibernation, they say. The system can be aimed at the head and bring on a torpor, uh, which is a state like hibernation, where mammals suppress their metabolism, reduce their body temperature, and slow down other processes. The researchers behind the new system successfully brought it in on mice and rats after pointing the ultrasound pulses at the animal's heads. They suggest that it could work the same in humans, which... When they say that, you know they've already tested it, right? Larry, the janitor, <laughs> yeah. has walked yeah. in, and they're like, uh, possibly right? give them a quick little bomb. It, yeah, yeah, it could work in more than these 10 humans that we tried it on. <laughs> yeah. Now, they suggest that it could work in the humans. It might have more important applications. Oh, really? It might. <laughs> and I like how they take it to, well, it could be really useful for space possibly or medicine or yeah. ending an incursion or stopping a riot or... Yeah. ending a war very quickly but it's it this to me is a weird tie-in with your story mentioning can we be influenced and we know that um that infrasound has been used on on our enemies and on us in the past yeah and and has bombarded people where they get agitated have no understanding of why they feel confused agitated they sometimes feel like they they they're pushed to hurt themselves or others and that is all real technology that exists but now they could put us to sleep at mm -hmm. will by aiming a beam at our head. That is, and you're talking about not just a sleep, but into a, a uh, hibernation. A, a, right? a, yeah, a hibernation Deeper. state, which is which is not something that humans naturally are capable of. 
As well, I, if you I live in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. I don't think mice and rats are capable of it. I don't think mice and rats. My high school biology class used to put me to hibernation pretty quick. Yeah. yeah that's about it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying as, as so, an insomniac, it appeals to me. Uh, right. If I can get one. <laughs> but, can we just dial it back a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, slowing, slowing metabolism, reducing body temperature. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, beyond sleepiness. That's, yeah, uh, it's just, and here's how short a time span. The scientists found that directing the ultrasound pulses at mice's head for around 10 seconds brought on the same conditions as torpor, with their heart rate slowing, their body temperature cooling, and their metabolism slowing. They also built a special system that was able to measure the body temperature and send more of those pulses if a mouse appeared to be coming back to normal. Without that, however, the mice would wake back up again, returning to normal metabolism and body temperature. There are still a host of dangers, however. Now, there's an understatement. Experiments have shown that it is dangerous to bring animals back from those deep, torpid states that uh, they might not recover properly. If the mice were in cold environments, or for instance, they did not spontaneously just wake up, and any experiments in humans would be at risk of repeating those same safety issues for people. The work is described in a new paper, Induction of the Torpor-like Hyperthermic and Hypermetabolic State in Rodents by Ultrasound, published in Nature. So this is a legitimate paper, mm. legitimate information that can be found but yeah, it just shows you where we really are. And if we are in some kind of um, exchange with uh, a much more superior race, it mm -hmm. would seem that maybe there is something coming that we should be a lot more aware of. Yeah. Well, is that yeah. being done by the government or by a private uh, corporation, Dave? I missed that part. They just refer to it as scientists. That oh, way they don't have to uh, give you a specific answer. Now, if you read the article, I'm sure it specifically tells you who the scientists are that are part of the report, where it came from, and goes much deeper. But news sources don't have time to get all that information, guys. We don't. There's wow. way too much. Yeah, yeah, let's just give them the meat and potatoes. We can put humans to sleep now, that, and well, the that, world is coming to an end. Yeah. Just, that would be it. That's, I mean, that seems like that should be a huge story. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. And, That's and what I'm saying. Answer, Front page. Even if we yeah. don't use it, yeah, it's, it'll, somebody, somebody, somebody would use that for crowd control, and oh yeah, yeah. you know, definitely. and uh, it'll definitely get trotted out as a non-lethal uh, technique mm. until it kills people. Um, <laughs> Brains start blowing up or something. Yeah, that's disturbing. Yeah. Um, Very. But I was gonna say, well, there's also uh, in, in terms of consciousness, there's there's the the global consciousness project at Princeton. Right. Have you heard? You've, you've yes. read about that? Yeah. But that's something where they they found pretty consistent data showing that people just by by paying attention to a machine can alter its behavior right so our, that our consciousness can affect a machine uh you know outside of our brain um mm -hmm. so if we're finding that out now at our fairly primitive level so uh, we got to figure that whoever's piloting these ships is far enough advanced to us that their ability to manipulate consciousness and use it as a tool is uh probably you know you know it's it's probably very very simple for them to Mm -hmm. Both alter consciousness, uh, control consciousness. Uh, you know, obviously, so many people have had encounters, uh, have what do they call it, like uh, mask memories or what are they? Called? Right. You know. Right. The veiled memories where they yeah. they remember something else, and it isn't until hypnosis that they remove that it wasn't well, mom taking you out yeah. for the walk through that long corridor. It was some alien gray, and yeah, very yeah. strange. So I think yeah we're 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 taking very our our the nascent uh, steps into really understanding that, that consciousness might be a a force that's outside of our skulls, and that it might well, be something we can manipulate. So who knows? 
Now, Dave, I've, uh, as truly a fan, I love listening to autobiographies. I love listen, especially the, the audiobook version. So it's, it feels like you're sitting there with your buddy, listening to him tell you about an amazing life. If I were to listen to Dave Foley's story, almost every one of these celebrities, and I don't choose them because I think, oh, they're going to be crazy. I just, Sammy Hagar, uh, Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn, you know, strange people from all different walks of life that all have paranormal experiences and are very open about it in their autobiographies. I mean, crazy open about it. If I listen to the Dave Foley, Foley autobiography, would I find something there? Would you share about a paranormal experience aside from your UFO? Well, I just did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really, I don't think I have that many other paranormal experiences. I had a, I that had a many. Brief, I had a brief ghost. <laughs> I had a brief sort of ghost experience when I was a kid. Um, Do you remember how old you were? I was, uh, I think I was seven or eight living in Nova Scotia. And it was just, yeah, one of these things where I was like in bed and saw a, a this was back in the early 70s. So this was like 71, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and we're in the living in this brand new bungalow out in the outskirts of a town called Antigonish. Uh, but yeah, I, had, I saw this. I was lying in bed and my bedroom door was open and I saw this uh, girl in the doorway. And she was wearing like puffed shoulders and a bibbed front and very much... You know, pioneer style dress, which is what everyone mm-hmm. was wearing in the nineteen in nineteen seventy one. So, so I, I thought, oh, it's well, my the little house on the prairie. Fandom was crazy back yeah. then. So I thought it was my sister, and and I called her name, and then uh, after a moment, this thing just sort of glided to the foot of my bed, and this girl smiled at me. I realized it wasn't my sister. She smiled at me, and then just disappeared. Hmm. And and I know, and in that same house, my brother had an experience where he came home late at night. And and he heard uh, someone playing ping pong in the basement, and thought that's weird. It's that anyone's still up playing ping pong. And he opened the basement door, and all the lights were off in the basement. Mm. And you could still hear a ping pong. Yeah, it's not me- that's messed up. Do you yeah. know anything? Well, about nothing the terrifying. Oh. Yeah. So that's that's so yeah. That's uh, that house seemed to be a little uh, a little haunted. <laughs> Do you know anything about the history of the house, Dave? It, well, it was a brand new bungalow. No one had ever oh. lived in it uh, before us. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've or heard so that. The owners told you, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I've heard that a few times where people have moved into brand new houses just built, but then again, you don't know what it's built on, you know? Yeah, what was so, there before, yeah. right? Yeah. Poltergeist, Canadian Pioneer Village, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, again, I mentioned you're going to be out. Let me put it up there. Dave's going to be out at uh, Galaxy Con in Raleigh, July 27th through the 30th. So if you're near Raleigh, uh, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, come on out and see us. We'll both be out there visiting. Tickets 20% off. You can use their uh, code. I think it's GalaxyCon20 to get the discount. So make sure you take advantage of that. They've got a lot of amazing celebrities that are going to be out there for that. So come on out. Um, but Dave, I, I noticed something on one of your social media feeds about a podcast you're working on. Can you tell me a little well, bit about yeah, that? Yeah, I actually started, we, we started doing some test episodes for uh, a friend of mine, Tom Wheeler, who's a, uh, a novelist and showrunner and, uh, you know, uh, uh, screenwriter. Uh, he and I are bas- are looking into well, planning to launch a, a UFO podcast oh, cool. uh, sometime soon. So we've done we've done I think we've done like six episodes right now, and we uh, we actually had Jeremy on, had uh, uh, just had Leslie Kane on, and Ralph Blumenthal was on one. Oh, great! Yeah, and um, and Paul Hynek came, came sure. on. 
Jay so, Allen Hynek's son from the Project Blue Book. So yeah. listeners are not familiar. Now, is this something people can find or are these just your little test templates that you're keeping well, we've yourself? Done, we've done these three, six, and then we, we're working with the production company and they're they're putting editing them all together now. And then we're going to sort of platform them somewhere. We're not sure where yet. Great. Well, when like they're ready quality. to launch, will you come on with us? Let us know and we'll make sure to promote it for you. I will. And it's going, it's going to be called Really uh, with the punctuation... Uh, question mark exclamation mark period which sure. to me sort of delineates the, the 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 progression you go through when you engage with with ufos is the first thing is you curious mm-hmm. startled and then you just sort of accept okay i guess it's real <laughs> you you know right. you accept that there is, there is a ufo reality not that you not that anyone i think knows what that reality is but you get to the point where you just go okay i just have to from here on i just have to go on the basis this is real and we'll try to figure something out great well i look forward to seeing you are you at any of the other galaxy cons i know that you did richmond and raleigh are you coming up in austin by any chance uh i don't think so i don't think i'm booked in austin i should talk to my agent i should yeah, talk to somebody that's where all yeah. these guys live all of our correspondents right. are in the austin texas area are you so in austin oh i love austin there. yeah come on down we'd love to have you yeah, yeah. austin's Definitely. a great, great city yeah, my, very cool. Uh, well, thank you very much, friend. Friend of mine, I don't know if you heard of him, Joe Rogan. I think he lives there now. Mm. Oh, yeah. he's, got a, he's got a small podcast, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 just a couple little one. followers. If if he needs a little help and wants some promotion, he can pop on the show too. We're happy yeah. to give okay. a struggling actor a chance. You know how it is. <laughs> kind of you, <laughs> Dave Foley. Thank you so much for being on here with us and doing this. I appreciate it more than Th- you'll know. Well, thanks for having me. Sorry about all the technical difficulties earlier. Ah. no problem you came through like a champ thank you very much and folks keep uh keep tuned with us as soon as we know that his podcast really is up and available we will make sure that we send out links so if you are part of our newsletter crew we will make sure it's in there as well dave foley thank you so much thank you so much for having me on thanks dave nice to see you bye-bye what a great guy yeah nice guy yeah very cool paranormal pixie likes it everybody else is into it uh yeah kids in the hall how cool is that right just you my mind's blown at these events and i have to apologize it's like 900 degrees in here i'm picking up for for uh greg today for some reason (laughs) my my studio tonight is like 900 degrees and i have not stopped uh horse sweating in church right now it's been bonkers Hmm. um crazy but uh, i'm glad maybe i'm just so filled with excitement to have dave foley on the show that, that could be it could be that could be great it. guy but we we had a chance to meet out at the conference and you get to sit there and just kind of shoot the breeze with these guys all very natural very nice guys and as you saw i mean he is such a grounded down-to-earth guy and then when he starts telling me about his interest in ufos mm-hmm. mind exactly. blown right yeah. i'm yeah. like i got it this guy has got to be my new best friend so don't be sad if i dump all of you and just start hanging out with dave no foley. problem man we understand yeah yeah greg's done it with josh gates whatever yeah exactly yeah don't worry chachi i could never ever ever leave you after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers if we've learned anything it's that there's always a catch so when i heard that mint mobile wireless plans are just 15 dollars a month when you purchase a three-month plan i thought what's the catch But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, passing those sweet, sweet savings directly to you, my darklings. It has been such a good change for me. I've saved so much money in switching over to Mint Mobile 
with all of my family and so many people bleeding me dry. I was so happy to find some relief, and Mint Mobile has been that relief valve. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. So say bye-bye to overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages, and say hello to relief. Thank you, Mint Mobile, to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash p60. That's mintmobile.com slash p60. Cut your wireless bills to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash p60. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. For those of you in the Minnesota area, let me remind you this (laughs) Saturday, June 3rd at the Shoreview Community Center Enchanted Expo, with a twist of curiosity is taking place. I'll be there. I'll be having a good time, and I hope you'll come out there. The legendary Echo Bodine is on hand. Uh, Diet Renee will be on hand as well. And then later on this year, I'll be at the Battleship USS North Carolina, and uh, you can get information and tickets on sale right now at Darkness Events. Com. Then the pop-up Paracon, the Midwest Paranormal Conference, taking place Saturday, July the 8th from 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. at the Woodstock Opera House in Woodstock, Illinois. You can check out my website again, darknessevents.com, for updates on that. And another one I'm excited to get out to is the Celebrity Old Saloon Ghost Hunt and Paracon taking place at the Baraboo Inn, the old Baraboo Inn, Saturday, June 24th in Wisconsin. I will be there as well as psychic medium Scotty Rorick and uh, some other great guests will be on hand. So I hope that you'll get a chance to come out and spend some time. I think Nick Simmons and Aaron G. Thompson from uh, 28 Days Haunted are going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I would love the opportunity for you to come on out, get a hug, get an autograph. Let's hang out. It's going to be a blast. All right. We've got much more to talk about, and we'll do that right after this. Haunted Magazine is a publication dedicated to all things paranormal and spooky. Each issue features articles, interviews, and stories about ghosts, hauntings, and other unexplained phenomena. The magazine also covers topics such as cryptozoology, UFOs, and other aspects of the supernatural. Expect to find in-depth investigations of haunted locations, first-hand accounts of ghostly encounters, and reports of paranormal events and attractions. The magazine also includes features on the latest ghost hunting technology and techniques, as well as tips for those looking to search the supernatural on their own. Issue 37, The Frights of Spring, will be in stores from March 6. So remember, don't be normal. Be paranormal and order your copy today. Are you looking to purchase a new home but not sure where to start? That's completely normal because there's thousands of questions that need answers when it comes to a new home purchase. Like how much do I need to put down? What are the rates? What are the closing costs? What does my credit score need to be? That's where I come in. My name is Winnie Schrader, and I'm a mortgage banker here at Paramount Residential Mortgage Group, also known as PRMG. And I'd be happy to answer any of those questions and help walk you through the mortgage process because buying a home is a stressful yet exciting time, and I can make it easy for you if you mortgage with me at PRMG. 
My number is 763-203-9641 or you can email me at wscharader at prmg.net. I'd be happy to work with you and answer any questions you have and just get you to that closing table so that way you can turn that key and walk into your new home. Thank you so much. All right, we are back. I don't know that I like how this is lined up. What is going on here? How am I in the third <laughs> possession? I don't. There we go. That's a better shot. Here we go. Wow. Wow. He just takes like command. Takes yeah. over. Somebody puts Chachi in the corner. Oh, Dave Foley, everybody, huh? That yeah. was awesome. Great guy. Yeah, and I just, you know, just hit him up. I'm like, hey, I'd love to have you on, talk about your UFO sighting, and then we kept him for 35 minutes. So, you know, uh, we are 52 minutes into the episode. Wow. We have done one and a half news stories. Uh-huh. Ooh. And I'm drinking about think, half a glass of Jameson, or half a bottle of Jameson, and I haven't even read a story yet. So that's not a... Well, Good sign. Let's fix that, Marty. It is time Uh-oh, for you to shine. Here we go. Yeah, this not is not a good, not a good setup here. No, I have faith in you. Go for uh, it, buddy. Where okay. are we going? Who well, conspiracy uh, uh, conspiracy theorists warned of a false flag alien invasion just before his death. Doctor Rashid Buttar, one of the leading figures of the so-called disinformation dozen made a shocking claim in his final live stream before he passed away on Saturday, May the 20th. Batar had been spotted a few days before his death, claiming he was poisoned, but did not seek hospital care for his condition. The 57-year-old ended up dying suddenly in his home, with his last message being a warning of an upcoming false flag alien invasion. Staying true to his ways to the bitter end, Batar shared a live stream just days before his death. There will be some type of event and an introduction where there's talk of life outside the planet Earth, and we will be propagated and propelled with all this information that is not true about how this is an invasion. He went on to rant about how nobody would be... Wow, judgy much? That's not even part of the story, Marty. It is. It is. It is not. I'm reading it. He went on a rant about Uh how nobody would have believed the COVID pandemic would have happened, repeating his claim that it was a mass murder and adding, these are very sane thoughts. All right. And uh, (laughs) you do have a different copy of the story than I do because that's not in there. Really? Well, I I rewrote it. Yeah, oh, I rewrote good, it after, after I found it. Yeah, and after I sent you the yeah. copy I was going to read, I said, nah, let's just go ahead and rewrite this let's, whole thing. Let's put this story out there and then throw in that the guy is an anti-vaxxer just to trip up Ooh, half of the audience. Exactly. Interesting. So yeah. you're kind of the disinformation guy. Well, yeah. He is the colonel. Know, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I want to throw that out there, yeah. Wow, military man. Yeah. Huh. In, the, <laughs> in the video, Batar can be seen looking weak and tired as he declares... I think there's going to be a false flag event. Actually, Chachi said that the other day. We were drinking in a bar, and he said, you know, I think there's going to be a false flag event. And, I did uh, say that. Yeah. There will be some type of an event and an introduction where there's talk of a life outside of planet Earth, he continued, and we will be propagated and propelled with all of this information that is not true about how this is an invasion. Dave. Mm. There's no yes. further information on what prompted him to believe this, so we will just have to keep an eye to the skies and an even closer one 
to the news, preferably the Paranormal 60 news. Thank you. Here's my thought. Yeah, now that you've brought up the fact that it's, um, you know, he's an anti-vaxxer, I'm not putting him down, but he definitely is into the conspiracy angles of different things. Um, If he is dying, the brain does go through a lot of changes and can make somebody believe things even more aggressively. I know when my um, when my mom was passing and we were in the the hospice, and I'm not laughing that she was passing, but my mom loved shows like you know the the true crime shows on uh, mm-hmm. ID and everything. And so we had that on in the background, and they came in. They're like, "We have to ask you to turn that off." We're like, "Why?" And they go, "Well, patients in this environment sometimes as they're listening to this, they can't differentiate between reality and TV." Oh. And they think we're trying to kill them and they start screaming and freaking out. So we're like, no problem. Mom likes the animal planet. So we changed it. And the first thing on is there's an, uh, there's a parasite in my body. And my dad and I left, looked at each other and just started laughing. We're like, let's just turn the TV off. Yeah, right? Nothing, on some nothing going to win on this. All right. Um, Chach, believe it or not, an hour in. Almost exactly. You get a chance to talk. Yeah. How's this going to work? Uh, You've been drinking steady through the whole show. What have <laughs> you we got? noticed, eh? Yeah. Oh, I've been watching. Uh, <laughs> During the break, I ran and got a new bottle. So, Cha-ching, um, baby. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, well, I'd rather have a bottle in front Oops. of me than to have to have a frontal lobotomy. That's there you go. That's good. Yeah. Are we going to get through all the stories, Dave? Because the, the, mm-hmm. the second story I have is really my preferred story of the evening. No, we're wow. going to get through them all. Okay. We, we've got to okay. cover this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know it's if important you're important stuff. The show, I mean, the Paranormal Sixty on Newsnight has yeah. has tended to go over, and we only have after this, I think, three more short stories. So okay, there we go. Well, now all right, let's think back Actually, to last week. Gotta know. Last uh-huh. week, first story okay. of the night, first time ever, Chachi had no mistakes. <sighs> I got a lot to live. Why up would to. you set that, dude? That's like saying, "Man, I've never gotten yeah. a ticket." Why would you say something like that? Because you know Did now. I just do it. All right, take a deep breath, buddy. I hey, look at me, look at me, Chachi. Look, come here. Eyes. Oh, look just at you and I. Okay. Just look at me right now. Yep. There's no Greg. There is no Colonel. It's you and me, buddy. Nobody else is listening. I have faith in you. You're my little super trooper. You've got it. Go ahead. There's no try. Just do. Thank you, Yoda. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aliens are multi. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Aliens are mutilating. No, aliens (laughs) are mutilating. Son of a biscuit. Aliens are That's the headline. I know. I know. I tried. Jesus. (laughs) Aliens are mutilating sheep in Wales. (laughs) They're not. They're mutilating. Not mutilating. What did you say? How did you say it? I can't even make. I can't even pretend to screw it up like you did. They're mating with whales. No, no. Next week. Let me help you. Headlines. Aliens are mutilating sheep in whales, according to eyewitness. You do the rest. How are sheep inside of whales, though? They're not. It's the country of whales. So this this might be the false flag I was warning about, guys. Are you ready? I think it was. All right. Helena Wirth, a self-described amateur scientist, became upset. Wait, wait a minute. There's. There's amateur astronomists because you can look through a telescope and see things. Mm-hmm. There are amateur chefs, amateur right? Doctors. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. There are amateurs. No, oh. uh, but how are you? An- <laughs> Let's all have a drink to that. Mm. How are you an amateur scientist? 
amateur scientist. I don't know if that's a moniker. I don't it, know. Can if you just like wake up one day? It is in you know quotes. what? I'm a scientist today, and mm. that's well, it's in quotes, so I think that makes it okay. Oh, oh it's okay. an amateur okay. scientist. Okay, go. Right, she go became ahead. obsessed with aliens after she claimed mm -hmm. to have spotted one flying over her home several years ago. Mm. The 41 year old youngster who works for a Sariga de Guion County Council. I wasn't even going to try that one, Dave. You saw how it reads. Sarah Digian. Sarah Digian County Council has now claimed mm -hmm. that extraterrestrial life is responsible for recent oh, mutilations no. Oh, no. of sheep mm -hmm. close to her mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. The cause of the sheep deaths in the Cambrian Mountains, which often mm -hmm. sees multiple carcasses spread miles apart, Oh, I thought that was a picture of me on the screen. I was, like, <laughs> I was freaking out. I'm I, I, sorry. I really did think that was a picture of me. Oh. Uh, it's, it's previously been attributed to big cats, but Helena claims that UFOs are more likely the explanation. She said with cattle and sheep mutilations, it's always very precise cut marks or something an animal couldn't do. And there are often aren't any footprints up to the animal. So there's no evidence humans are responsible, so maybe it could have come from above. Mm. Earlier this year, the mm -hmm. local farmer, because there is one in Wales, his name is Jonathan Davies, he mm -hmm. reported the killing of his sheep to the local law enforcement. He said, two of my sheep were skinned. There was no actual body left, just the skin. It was so tidy, it was like someone had been there with a knife and skinned them. I'd never seen anything like it before. Only the head was left. Reports of the latest incident is what has prompted Helena to come forward as she claimed the big clat, big clat, no, there's not an L in cat. Ow. The big cat theory yeah, wasn't possible. Word, I actually put my drink down on that one. Listen, three letters, who gets those right? <laughs> exactly. She added a cat would have left uh -huh. in a mess, which is why I and others believe a UFO could be to blame for this sheep mutilations in the country of Wales. Sheep? Mm. She claimed that previous sightings of UAP orbs close to the attacks added weight behind her theory. There is mm -hmm. something in Wales, the country, called mm -hmm. the Sheep Mutilation Corridor. I think it runs Jeez. from the north to the south. got to be hard to sell a house if you got one in that area, right? The Sheep really. Corridor? Yeah, it's an the area, mutilation corridor. Yeah. It's an area in Wales where these have all occurred, believe it or not. Mm. We think UFOs are responsible as they have been seen about the time and in the areas these mutilations have happened, both mm. in Wales, the country, and in America. Hmm. That's enough. Interesting. The sheep did not <laughs> seem to buy this story at all. Yeah. She's like, yeah, or whatever. I was just wondering if I was wondering if Eric was going to look up and think that was him as well. <laughs> I swear to God, I looked up. And I'm like, what? I thought my eyes were all fuzzy. I'd had too much to drink. You? <laughs> oh God. no! He's Listen, I just want to get to my last story of the night. Do I have the last story of the night, Dave? Um, um I think I might. Oh. No, you do. You do, Chach. Oh. I because I pulled my my bonus story up to talk about with Dave Foley. Too. Oh. Dave Foley. Okay. Oh, Could you see I this? Look at how wait. much I'm just. I, it's like what is going on here, Dave? Like, and hey, by the way, I want to re, uh, recant my statement earlier about whores sweating in church. Um, I don't know that to be true, so I apologize to all whores. Okay. Shouldn't you apologize to the church or to no, sweat? I need to turn their air on. Yeah, yeah. I'm letting that <laughs> one go. <laughs> I got nothing. All I'm right, letting that one go. Uh, so uh, the NASA UFO panel. 
that just took place. Today. Things seem to be kind of inconclusive at this point. Uh -huh. The first public meeting of a NASA panel studying what the government calls unidentified aerial phenomena, do -do 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 -do, commonly known as UFOs or UAPs, kicked off today to discuss findings since its formation last year. The 16-member body assembling experts from fields ranging from physics to astrobiology was formed late last June to examine unclassified UFO sightings, which it refers to as UAPs, and other data collected from civilian, government, and commercial sectors. If I were to summarize in one line what I feel we've learned, it's that we need higher quality data, said panel mm -hmm. chair David Spurgel during opening remarks. NASA said the focus of Wednesday's four-hour public session at the agency's headquarters in Washington was to hold final deliberations before the team publishes a report, which Spurgle said was planned for release by late July. The team has several months to work ahead of them, said Dan Evans, a senior research official at NASA's science unit, adding that panel members had been subjected to online abuse and harassment since they began their work. The panel represents the first such inquiry ever conducted under the auspices of the U.S. Space Agency for a subject the government once consigned to the exclusive and secretive purview of military and national security officials only. The NASA study is separate from a newly formalized Pentagon-based investigation of unidentified aerial phenomena documented in recent years by military aviators, then analyzed by U.S. defense and intelligence officials panel officials on Wednesday, having relied on unclassified data sensors, indicated that they have run into much of the same obstacles as their Pentagon counterparts in studying UFOs. The current data collection efforts about UAPs are unsystematic and, un and very fragmented across various agencies, often using instruments uncalibrated for such scientific data collection, Spurgel said. The parallel NASA and Pentagon efforts, both undertaken with some semblance of public scrutiny, highlighting a turning point for the government after decades spent deflecting, debunking, and discrediting sightings of unidentified flying objects, long associated with notions of flying saucers and aliens that date back to the 1940s. While NASA's science mission was seen by some as promising a more open-minded approach to the topic, the U.S. Space Agency made it known from the start that it was not leaping to any conclusions. There is no evidence. UAPs are extraterrestrial in origin. That's what NASA said in announcing the panel's formation last June. And as of now, they appear to be sticking to that belief, guys. So really, um, it's been a year. Mm -hmm. And my understanding is uh, we're not any further. We have till July. So they're like my kids prepping for... <laughs> the big paper that's due at the end of the year. Yeah. They're going to wait till about yeah. June 15th and then they're going to beg for an extension, right? <laughs> right. And be like, yeah. oh, dad, can you call in and just tell the teacher I've been sick and uh, can so, I get an know, extension? So you said it's, it's been a year, that Dave. Okay, so this is mm -hmm. my question here. Okay. UFO, UAP, mm -hmm. can mm -hmm. NASA decide what they're going to go with? What, but did they get like mugs and t-shirts in the gift shop that says UFO that they need to sell out before they start yeah. switching over to the... That's a great point, Marty. Very good yeah. point. Well, UAP is kind of the governmental agency's version because it's, you know, hey, nobody's buying in on that UFO stuff besides UAPs. investigating UAPs. Yeah. Get on with UAP. Yeah, you know mm -hmm. me. Yep. Holy crap. Why did Dave Foley... Sorry, this is the random that's, thoughts that happened to me at night while I'm sleeping. Right. He needs to rethink his approach to his his series, really, his paranormal UFO 
right sightings type of of uh, of podcast he's going to do, and he should be only introduced this way forward as Dave Ufoli. Wow, <laughs> Dave took me a second to get that. That was good. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> marketing, marketing, marketing. The brain, drugs, hats. drugs. No, not drugs. Sweat. What? Sweat. Yes, yeah, sweat. I am just. It is like <laughs> unbelievable. I went and checked the heat in here. I kid you not. In Minnesota, guys, this is unprecedented. It, it is seventy-eight degrees in this room. What the hell? What, the, what's it outside? Are in the nineties? No, it was like eighty-eight today. I'm just. I'm dying. I'm not. I cannot tolerate heat. I do. Yeah. I do not do well. well I will try. Like Minnesota, the, that's like so the out of doors like, for you indoors. Yeah. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. I the out of doors has come in of doors, and it's. <laughs> Baking me slowly. I'm like in a pressure cooker. <laughs> That's right. That explains you the loose in the top. It smells like a mix of bacon grease and Big Mac sauce in my uh, wow. room right now because oh. of my sweat. Mm. All right, we've got two stories left. Martika, yes, sir. Yes, where are we sir. going well, with your story, buddy? I'm taking a little bit of a turn on this one. I, I'm mm-hmm. going away from the UFO or UAP uh, story. Nobody got time for that, Mark. That was just rambling. What was that all about? Yeah, what the hell? I'm not going to do those stories anymore. Ooh, look at we're me. A, I've got a better story. We're, we're a news show. Way. We do stories. Yeah, whatever the story is, Marty. All, all right, maybe mine. it's a good How's one. That? Let's bring him back. All right. Okay, okay what have you got? Marty's still talking in the background. He knows <laughs> yeah. he's not on screen. Yeah. He's still talking, and then he's like, how's that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Marty, you're up. Go. Okay. Exorcist may be accidentally helping the devil, a top pastor has warned. Exorcists may be accidentally helping the devil, a pastor has warned. He's a pastor? Like, yeah, pastor. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Captain Repetitive. Yeah. Is there a, but I'm I, curious, though, uh, has an exorcist maybe um, mentioned that, uh, you know, that they may be helping the devil because of a, a top pastor warning them of that? Yeah, I think they're all up in arms right now because mm. uh, this guy that's out of... Uh, uh, somewhere Nebraska. in Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go Dan back to Del- the story. Yeah. Let's go back yeah. to that story. Dan Delzel, <clears throat> excuse me, said that real life demon bashers may think they are driving out evil, but uh-huh. they could actually be a useful weapon in Satan's arsenal. Huh? Yeah. He said priests who perform rituals to exercise. Ch- the Chachi, he said, he said arsenal, not the other word. You think okay. He that's, said. You yeah. saw me. I was going to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, right. no. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to, yeah. yeah. Thank you for doing yeah. that, Dave, because I was going to about help. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. He feels that they are spreading doctrines of demons by taking on mm-hmm. Satan in good versus evil battles. Exorcists may be inadvertently boast, boosting, boosting mm-hmm. the Antichrist influence. There are currently 400 registered exorcists in the world. I, that's kind of high. I thought it wouldn't be that much. Do you have to be Catholic to be an exorcist? Um, I don't think um, so. Yes, to be an exorcist. I think they call them deliverance ministers in other religions, uh, things like that. So, Okay. Mm-hmm. In Italy, mm-hmm. alone has 240. They struggle to deal with the 500,000 requests a year. Wow. There are 500,000 requests for 500, exorcisms in Italy? Yes, sir. In Italy? Yeah. In one country? Wow. Well, I, I don't know if it's just in one country, but they just oh. said that, uh, yeah, 500 requests. There you go. Yeah. 500? Yeah. 500,000, sir. 
Does no, no. And, and, to, and to help you with your own story, Marty, you yeah. said, I don't know if it's in one country. Uh, according to what you said, in Italy, which alone boasts 240. Yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. those guys over there. If we're going to go back to the to the actual information you share. Uh, you know, I wrote the story and, you know, uh, it's it's one of those things I'm assuming everyone knows what I'm saying, but that's not the case <laughs> all the time. Delzell of Redeemer. Ain't nobody know what your lips are saying. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Redeemer Lutheran Church in Papillion, Nebraska, where I lived at one time. In where? Uh, Papillion. Papillion, you say? Is it not Papillion? Nope, it's Papillion. Papillion. I lived there. (laughs) I should know. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't mean much. (laughs) Yeah. I I like his thought track. Yeah. (laughs) I've lived there. Yeah. I'm probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's the French papillon, meaning butterfly, but okay. Uh, No, we used to call it Papillion. Uh, At least the Nebraskans do. I, I don't know. They said their seemingly good deeds won't necessarily work as many may not be up to the task or fully believe in the rights that they are performing. I wouldn't be surprised that the devil is unfazed by some of the exorcisms that take place. As much as Satan wants demons to possess as many people as possible, the devil's higher priority is to maliciously and cleverly usher an even larger number of people to hell, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if exorcisms he's dressed for it. He looks like he's wanting to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If exorcisms are performed by someone who is also spreading doctrines of demons, then Satan may be seeing it as a net gain. Mm. The exorcisms create the illusion that everything the exorcist believes and teaches must be true. But that is not always the case. Attempting to cast out demons without Jesus living on the inside of you is a very dangerous undertaking. Hmm. Hmm. Father charge, Carlos, uh, wait. Quick question: Can I charge rent if Jesus is living inside me? That's a good question. I don't is know. Would I be considered a church? <gasps> Tax deduction. Tax, yeah, so you're not getting paid, Jesus man. is within me. I'm a I church. Can, yeah, walking church. Well, uh-huh. the Lord. I think is it in dep- me, son. depends on the state you're living in. So you, you want dip- to dip- dip- state of fireball? Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. So Father Carlos Martins, who is regarded as one of the Catholic Church's leading exorcists, claims demons are very real, and because they naturally live outside space and time, they have access to knowledge that the people that they possess could never have. That's how we know the colonel is safe here. He's not a demon. I'm not a demon. With access to knowledge other people do not have. We don't have to worry about that. Old exactly. Papillion, Nebraska. Papillion. I don't know if that's really how you say it. Papillion. Papillion. Papillon. Yeah. Papillon. Le Papillon. The butterfly. Well, I mean, I was just ta- I was just saying it like all the other Nebraskans were, so maybe oh, I yeah. was saying it wrong. Well, that sounds racist oh. the way you say it. Yeah, those all Nebraskans. right. Uh, the final story is here. Chachi, oh, this oh, is how many weeks in a dude. row you're able to bring us musicians and the paranormal. Chachi, yeah. he just brings it every brings it every week, doesn't every he? Every week, the guy. Oh God, he's taking Amazing. a drink. That means he's, the name is Kesha. Let me just help you with that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. How'd you know? That's what I was struggling about. No, listen. Okay. I think anybody that knows me knows mm-hmm. I am Kesha's number one fan. I have traveled oh, yeah. the world to see her shows. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is my true north star. Uh huh. And for those of you that remember back. Oh, a couple months, probably 40, 50 episodes ago, I actually did a story about Kesha mm-hmm. where she talked mm-hmm. about her encounter with a ghost, one that was of a sexual nature. Ooh. Today I learned, what? Today what? I learned, mm-hmm. she admitted 
she may have exaggerated her sexual account with said ghost. What? Dave. Not Kesha. If no. we can't trust Say it isn't Kesha, so. who the can we trust? Dave? Oh, yeah. Did you have Good to read point. that line? You couldn't commit that line to memory? No, <laughs> if we can't trust <laughs> Kesha, who can Listen, we trust? I'm a news anchor, Dave. I read what's on the page. Exactly. Dave needs a handkerchief or something. I'm poor I, I, that won't even help. Look, I Listen, just... bottom line was my world... <laughs> Oh my wow. god. If you're not it watching really... video tonight, you're missing it. Oh. All right, Dave. That is is this better? Up. Yeah. Listen. It's just wow. I'm gonna be all the words are gonna be stuck on my forehead if I keep oh. that up. All right, go on. It's brutal in here. Brutal. I hope you people understand what I'm going through for you. This story is brutal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My world right. was rocked when I read this story today. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I can see why. Uh-huh. All right, Chach, go. First off, mm-hmm. that beautiful woman in front of us right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's 36 years old, okay? What the Schmitz? How did that happen? During a 2012 appearance on Conan, Mm -hmm. she talked about going to the bone zone with a spirit. (laughs) Now I know why it's your favorite story. You get to say bone zone. Mm -hmm. I just read the words, Dave. Ah, But now she said Uh that she wasn't actually in the bone zone, but rather she was simply poked. By the ghost. Poke, now, I think the word is poltergeist. Poked by the poltergeist. Read the words on the paper, damn it. <laughs> I don't always read everything on I'm a journalist, Dave. <laughs> That's obvious. I go off script. <laughs> so, Dave, you've got a number of children, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is the difference between the bone zone and just being poked by someone? Said poltergeist. Um, well, I think if you read the rest of the article. Oh, I'm going to find out? <laughs> yeah, you'll, yeah, you should really... Before Greg went to hang out with Josh Gates tonight, he said, listen, do me a favor. Don't read your stories. <laughs> yeah. It so works we really well when you don't. And and yeah, his advice. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Kesha mm-hmm. told the Daily Telegraph, I may have exaggerated a bit. <laughs> look look who popped up on the screen. Greg Lawson says, yo, everyone. <laughs> oh, please look, tell me that. Good is, timing. is that the real Greg Lawson? I think so. It is. Yeah. Oh, Greg, this story is for uh, you, buddy. Uh, yep. Okay. So. Right. So let me get this straight. She said originally she went to the bone zone with a ghost. Now yep. she's retracting that saying it wasn't so much the bone zone as she got poked by a poltergeist. Correct. Okay, go on. Mm-hmm. She was on Conan. I was taking a She sip, told yep. the story. Yeah. And now she's recanting. What is she she's saying? She's now really saying, I may have exaggerated a bit. Mm. Oh. Kesha shared the tamer version about her ghost encounter recently. She said she was in Fort Worth, Texas. And I had something wake me up while I was in bed with my boyfriend at the time, who she doesn't mm-hmm, name. Mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. just a simple touch down the body. Now, could it have been the boyfriend? Sure. But she goes on to say, I woke up and looked at the end of the bed, and there was mm-hmm. an apparition of a woman. So, full disclosure, I never mm-hmm. actually slept with a ghost, but Ooh. she did wake me up in a very sensual, paranormal detective kind of way. Really? Disappointing dalliances aside. Yes. Wow. That was very poetic of you. As a journalist, I I practice. Kesha insists. She insists. She still does believe in aliens. Good. At 24, this beautiful Mm -hmm. woman here, she said she saw little balls of fire. No comments on that one? Okay, I'll keep I'll continue. Fire. I, well, I've been drinking them all night, little balls of fire. Yeah. In the sky, she thought may oh. have been 
UFOs, UAPs, AEPs. And -hmm. during the pandemic, she launched a podcast talking to people who had experienced paranormal activity, including celebrity medium, Tyler Henry. Hmm. Kesha added, he told me things about my family lineage that nobody knew. She also said about her ghost hunting TV show, which was called Conjuring Kesha. I mean, I saw my cameraman get scratched. That was mind boggling. That's when I knew this was real. Hmm. Oh my lord! Wow! Yeah. What is? Well, what? There's a mummy on my screen. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> I think it's working though. I mean, I think I, you don't look. I don't see sweaty. any drips of sweat. Yeah, yeah. as you oh. were before. So this that's, is uh, this yeah. is my Kesha look too. Did you notice? Look oh at the hair, yeah. Huh? Very nice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Very nice. Is that what you're going as this Halloween is Kesha now? <laughs> yeah, yes. really. I'm going as the unboned Kesha. Uh, well, so Un- you. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me write that down. Unboned, unboned Kesha. Kesha. <laughs> that might hashtag, hashtag unboned, unboned Kesha. Kesha. That's a yeah. t-shirt. Oh, that might happen. get her on the show, Dave. Oh. Yeah. I've tried it before. She'll have none of it. Dave Foley okay. will be here because he's a pro. I loved him. Oh, Greg. Greg Lawson. Whenever it's good well, for him, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Whenever it's, it's right, I guess. So instead uh, of like just typing in comments, he could have logged in and read a story, right? It, yeah. Got like yeah. part, got part. Well, of he would have had as much time to get ready for it as he usually does. I yeah. I know. Falls I'm on fire, Loki. Loki's Boom. thrown in nine ninety nine. Thank, Thank you, Loki. Falls on. Yay, Loki. Yeah. Falls on fire. Don't Rick. resuscitate. Get the paddles. Bree is, Bree is dead. dead. Uh oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so guys, okay. So let's talk about this first of yep. all. Interesting night. Dave Foley, UFO and ghost story. We mm-hmm. milked him for the bifecta. Oh, yeah. We, did, uh, we, Kesha, we, we milked what? him for the bifecta. I We did not milk Dave Foley. <laughs> for the <laughs> bifecta. You for the bifecta we did. And ghost. And Kesha ad- admits no bones getting a bit of her story. Now, as a paranormal TV and podcast host, do you think that'll play any <sighs> against her? I doubt it. You start retracting stories like that, Dave. It has to. Okay. It won't. It won't. She's Kesha. Did she get a second season? Uh, Probably not. I don't think she did. You, you got to be. Maybe honest. that's why she's just like, no, I'll just throw everything at the wall. It's all. Yeah. I didn't do it. Wait yeah. till you guys find out when I'm no longer wanted, all the truth that's coming out of me. Ooh. I will tell off, you what hashtag chachiing really means. <laughs> yeah. First off, there's never going to be a day you're not wanted. Let's be clear. Okay. Yeah. Everybody no. knows that. If it, if it set up above here, what the name of the show was, we would all know. This is your show, Dave. Exactly, Dave. We're yeah. here to make you laugh. Yeah. And you do. You guys do weekly. I got to learn which way to look because I just did the, and I think I'm going to go. <laughs> the you are. <laughs> oh, oh. That is great. Uh, so we've got time travelers. That story still sticks with me. That, that I think is one of the out. coolest yeah. stories. Yeah. Right. But you know what? Something happens, and we haven't heard from this guy in a while. Something happens uh, sometimes when a story is released, and I got to say, out of all the stories, probably the most disappointing one. Marty, which one do you think was the most disappointed? Today? Yeah. Today? <laughs> okay. you're, no, you're back in episode two, we did a year ago. Yeah. That short one was really short-term was memory really loss. Oh, is brutal. my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, out, out of all the know. stories today, how about Kesha? I, you know, yeah, that was, that was, yeah. That was, mm-hmm. I didn't want to say it because it wasn't my story. You know, I kind of feel bad about, you know. No. Saying things bad he, about but Chachi's just Chachi he's, did a he's lot of research the news. on that even, story. But even when it's news, people afternoon. don't want to know. That's okay. You can keep talking. I'll, yeah. I'll wait. Yeah. No. So. Party. Oh yeah. That's uh, right. Dave Schrader. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah there I am. So oh, here's, here's I love my it. Story. I love it. Uh, Tell me, Dave. This, just you this and has I. been a while. Just you and I. Okay. Kesha, probably the most disappointing story of the night. Would you agree? I would, sadly. You know who else does? Uh-oh. Dumbest news of the day. I've seen him for so long. I know. It's been a while. The news. And, you know, or maybe he's just so mind-numbingly stumped at the end of every episode. He's like, these crowns, I can't tell you what is the worst story of the day. <laughs> he has his head in the, his lap crying. I oh. have I have saved. I should have put them on. I, oh, You know what? I don't know if I can get them on here. I, I love the fact I get so much love mail. To be honest with you, I get so much love mail. Hey, now that Greg's here, read shows. some emails. He loves emails. No, I but I get all these love mails. But on uh, on one of the, I'm not going to say which one, but on one of the platforms, there's been a lot of hate coming our way lately for the news episodes. Drunken oh. sloths, idiots, wow. uh, morons. That's why and, Greg's uh, not on the show. <laughs> there are yeah. there's like four of them. Yep. But then there's 348 positive reviews. Can't so. make everybody happy. No, that's what. 10%. 10 percent unhappy. I'll take Listen, that. 25% of the show didn't show up tonight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. 75% of the women I've been married to, very unsatisfied. So it's natural. <laughs> wow. 25% very satisfied, though. Those yeah, when, but there's 10. <laughs> when you get into that 10% zone. Yeah, it's a rounding error. I feel like it's a good deal. I feel like we're coming out swinging. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sorry to those of you, you that don't find it funny and amusing. Hmm. I'll drink You know, the funny thing is they watch... They watch every minute of it to find out just how stupid we really are. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Good point. So that's it uh, for tonight, folks. Thank you all very much for spending some time here with us because whether you like it or not, we love it. And we will be here with you every Wednesday until these two decide they can't do Wednesday nights either because it's <laughs> bingo <laughs> night or something as they get older. <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, be, we'll be on I Sundays. I got a bingo game I got to go <laughs> to. church. Twos, it was, See, oh, Tabitha, Tabitha says we're the bee's knees. Thanks. All You're right. the cat's pajamas in our eyes, Tabitha. Wow. All right, kids. Stay happy. Stay cool. Love one another. We'll be back next week with even more of the best in paranormal talk radio. I'm Dave Schrader, and these two are my buddies. We miss you, Greg. Hopefully, we'll see you again next Wednesday right here on the Paranormal 60 News.
along The Paranormal 60's on Now one day Dave might even put me on a show There's a ghost in Mama's basement Man, I live down there, I know It's Wednesday night, don't be alone The Paranormal 60's on